This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals just like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. Now, I am joined by a guest host today, Brandon Marin. Are you there, Brandon? Sure. How are you doing? No, thank goodness he's there. Now, Ramon, <laughs> did you talk to our producer, Ramon? For a second, yes. Okay. He was banging on stuff in the control booth. Is that how we, is that how we treat the equipment? Were you banging on stuff? When it doesn't work, yes. Oh, okay. So there's that. <laughs> now, Brandon, uh, as you know, we always start the coaching calls with the headlines of the day. Ramon, are you ready for the headlines of the day? How's that for ready, baby? I was ready. He was, he was on it. Now, an Ecuadorian couple. <laughs> who knew they had couples in Ecuador? Was there two people there? In Ecuador, there was a couple that just set the record for the oldest married couple. Did you hear about that, Ramon? I did not. Yeah. They say the secret to their marriage was not being able to hear each other for the last 30 years. <laughs> See, that's how it's done. Brandon, you're in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Is that correct? That is very correct. Now, Brandon was a regular, plain old coaching student of mine, and then he has a company that he owns, and then I went out and helped him with recruiting, and now he's recruiting like a maniac. He was already a maniac. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that helped. So, uh, so, Brandon, thank you for coming on the show today. Yes, sir. And now, one thing I noticed when I talked to your agents is they absolutely love you. And I had talked to some of them before we met, but you are the most lovable owner ever, I guess. Uh, so you, you're doing a good job of treating people right and making them glad they work for the Home Link team in Greenville, South Carolina. To what do you attribute your success? Uh, well, I... Well, part of it is just trying to be a good guy, treat everyone right, like like they say. But uh, and then now is uh, what's put me over the top and get me where I want to go is uh, the tools that you gave me to help recruit. Now I I looked at your website. Uh, how many ages do you have currently? Uh, we have thirty two. And how old are you? I am thirty eight. So almost an agent recruited per year that you've been alive. <laughs> oh, the way surpassed that, yes. Yeah, good, good for you. So, what what questions do you have about uh, recruiting or anything? I have a uh, uh, like, for example, uh, one of them is, you know, how do I get my agent to believe in making calls and not get tangled up in all the other nonsense? Because uh, sometimes they don't get tricked into believing it works. Well, the whole industry the National Association of Realtors, all the other coaches out there, um, real estate companies that they've been with in the past uh, are selling what I would call snake oil. And uh, so I, I always ask an agent, like a coaching student, if, I'm, if I met somebody for the first time to see if they would be a good fit for what I do. One question I would say, not always, but sometimes I, I ask them this. I say, now, if, if you were... If, let's say you had to um, book five listing appointments in the next week, 
or I'm going to uh, kidnap your dog or so, so something where the stakes are very high. You must take, you know, book a listing a day for the next five days or, you know, five listings in the next seven days, appoint, appointments scheduled. And you can do it only one way. Now, one way is you can use the phone. And by using the phone, I mean cold calling up and down the street through neighborhoods, asking people if they want to sell their house. You could also call your sphere of influence, asking them uh, for referrals. You could also call for sale by owners. You could call expireds and canceleds. Uh, so you can use the phone. So one way is use the phone. You could door knock. Uh, you could do social media. You could do uh, any. You could do a mailing. You know, but in the next seven days, you must schedule five listing appointments doing only one activity, which would you do? Now, almost everybody says the phone. I would use the phone. And I go, that's right. You know, it's obvious that that's going to give you the best odds. You could use Mojo with a three-line dialer. You could, you know, you can't, you can't knock on three doors at the same time, but you could call three houses at the same time. You could leave and leave messages. You can't leave messages when you're knocking on doors. So that most people would say the phone. So if that's true today, is that going to be true tomorrow? And they say yes. You know, I'd say, well, if it's true today and tomorrow, is it going to be true next year? Well, yeah, it's always going to be true. So if that's true now, it's always going to be true. So why is it that agents are not doing that and they're doing all these other things? And it's because the industry hasn't pointed that out, you know. So if somebody has a crazy idea and they believe in Santa Claus and fairy tales and marketing and all that kind of stuff, which costs money, um, then that probably – maybe that person wouldn't be a good fit for your company. So I think in in the recruiting interview, you could in, incorporate that if you have some doubts about people. Okay. So when we met, um, and by the way, your office is great. You know, you're a great owner. You've got everything you need to be ridiculously successful recruiting agents. And your challenge, by the way, is you are also a producing realtor yourself correct? That is correct. That's been a big challenge of trying to uh, pay the bills and mm -hmm. also uh, and, and keep up with my buyers and sellers and make them happy, as well as keep the agents and documents and office stuff happy, and, and then also make sure I have time to recruit. And how many transactions did you do in the last 12 months just as an agent? Me? Uh, probably we are around 30. Right. So that's a lot. And also trying to recruit. So that's going to be your challenge just to, and I know it is your goal because we met for you to phase out of being a realtor and just be a recruiting owner, right? Yes, sir. That's correct. So if, if, if anybody's listening and you're an owner, not if anybody's listening, are people listening, Ramon? <laughs> I know I am. Okay. That's enough. I got Ramon on my side. Thank goodness. But um, if you're listening and you're an if you're an agent and you're thinking about becoming an owner, uh, it's not for everybody. But I would say Brandon, he's got the perfect temperament for it. I think there's a certain temperament that people should have to be an owner. And it's kind of kind of this 
nothing really bothers me. You know, you're you're kind of a level-headed guy where you don't get upset about stuff, uh, just kind of calm. And partly that is the reason that your agents just absolutely love you. So uh, if you're if you have if you think you might have the the right temperament for it. Um, you know, you can always call me at 480-385-8810, and we could do a little um, chat to see if the fearless agent recruiting thing would be a good fit for you. So we, you and I had that chat, and then uh, mm-hmm. you, you ascertained that it would be a good fit, and then I came out. So when we met, you know, we talked about every part of the recruiting process. So if for those of you who are owners – or thinking about being an owner, you could write this down. So it's recruiting, training, uh, retaining, and upgrading is is the business model. So first you recruit agents, then you train them to do it your way, to be more productive. I could be your in-house training program. One thing you could do, Brandon, is take my videos, stick them on your website so that your agents go to your website and it looks like you've got an in-house training program that doesn't cost you anything. So I would I would recommend that. And then uh, like almost most real estate companies have a careers page or something like that. Do you have that? Yes, sir. That'd be a place to do that. And then uh, when the agents uh, say, "Hey, how do I do this?" you say, "Go to our training page, watch this video, and then they're trained that way for that for the making money." part of the training program. And then you want to retain the agents. So you build a retention model system into your business, which is kind of like a little side business on its own. And then upgrading is the other thing you want to do. So that would mean when you recruit, you know, X number of producing agents, you get rid of that bottom producing agent that's not making the cut. And that way you're, you're, per agent productivity goes up and that ultimately is going to make it easier for you to recruit producing agents. How did you yes, feel? Sir. How did you feel after we met? Well, I drank coffee. What happens when I drink coffee, Ramon? Do you remember what happens? Oh, I feel better already. Yes, okay, Brandon. How did you feel after we met? Yeah. He might be too uh, young to remember that. Actually. <laughs> he says the kid's a punk. Come on. <laughs> no, I mean, w- once you left and we talked, it, you know, and I felt like I had a game plan. You know, I was trying to put as much together in my own kind of presentation. Uh, you know, and I'll, that's the thing too. A lot of what my ideas were on how to run a brokerage and treat people and, and do the right thing, and uh, was lining up with what you were. Uh, offering as well. So that's why I thought it was a great fit. So, but having an exact game plan, something that's uh, honestly, it was, it felt difficult at first because you're like, oh crap, I got to get all this new stuff. But now that I've done it dozens of times, uh, it's, it's just becoming second nature and you have this plan. You know, when you meet with somebody, you know what you're going to say, how you're going to say it. I know I'm going to look professional. They're going to take me uh, as serious as any other brokerage. And it helps me compete uh, on a level with any other brokerage without also having to worry about how how stacked up my bank account is by offering anything and everything under the sun to get someone to join. By the way, that, I'm glad you mentioned that. So first of all, you're a very nice guy. How many of your agents are younger than you? 
The answer is none. Actually, not many. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're the youngest guy in the company, which is kind of unusual. Usually the owners are older and the agents are younger, but you're kind of doing it the other way, which is great. Uh, But everybody looks at you and they go, this guy's on the ball. Uh, It's kind of unexpected. And then – so being nice is one thing. And you've, you've got that down. You already had that down before I ever met you. Uh, the other thing is being profitable, and you really did not have that down. So we kind of made some changes, and now you're profitable when you do recruit producing agents. And then one thing I would ask uh, everybody who is an owner to write this down. So the gross average monthly company dollar per agent. When you're when you're running a real estate company like you are, Brandon uh, – there's two numbers you want to improve at the same time. And when you improve both of those numbers at the same time, you're getting rich, okay? So one is the gross average monthly company dollar per agent. So if you're a company owner, take all the revenue you generate for one month on average. You could do the year and then divide it by 12. So that means not the gross closed commissions but the company side of that split, whatever that is. So it would be – if you're 80-20, it would be 20 percent of the gross revenue coming in. And then divide that by the number of agents you have so that you have your gross monthly company dollar per agent. Gross average monthly company dollar per agent. So that's the number you want to improve. Now, you and I met. We figured out what that number was. That's, that you can improve by firing the bottom half of your agents. That would dramatically increase the gross monthly company dollar per average uh, per agent. But the trick is to have the agent count going up at the same time that gross average monthly company dollar per agent is gro- is going up when those two things are going up at the same time then you're doing you're running the company correctly every other thing could be not great but if those two things are going up you're making money so that's the challenge so the product that you sell a lot of times when i meet with owners they say why would an agent want to want to work for my company? They're taking the agent's point of view. You know, what do I have to offer to make an agent want to work for me? So what you have to offer, Brandon, is you and the fearless agent uh, recruiting presentation. And that really is all you need. And then at the end of the recruiting presentation – you, you do the fearless agent recruiting presentation close, which is secret stuff that we're not going to talk about here. But in the agent's mind, they're gonna, they have to be saying, you know, it's a pretty good bet that I'm going to be better off working for the HomeLink team here in Greenville, South Carolina, than I would be at any other options I have or where I am now. So uh, – and that's all it needs to be. So they love the, – all again, all your agents love you. Like you you literally are the most lovable owner that I've ever met. Uh, you have raving fans, which is great. And you, you sit down with them. And at the end of the fearless agent recruiting presentation, they know that no 
owner, no other owner will ever care more about them than you will. And they know that no other owner will ever care more about them getting rich selling real estate than you will. You have me as uh, your in-house training program. So they, if they coach with me, they make more money. You make more money. Uh, it's all, all, that's all you need, really. It doesn't have to be. So then it's about creating a retention model to keep them with you. Uh, and it's okay if the ones that, the ones that go away that you know, you're okay with going away, but you want to keep the top producing agents with you, and I have no doubt they will stay with you. What other what other questions do you have about recruiting or anything? Uh, there are a couple other ones here. You know, good because we have time train. to kill, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, I always try to train on a lot of your stuff and how to make money, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of get that ingrained and help answer questions from you know some past experiences and whatnot. What other what are some other good things to train on that could be valuable and useful that helps with retention? and helps people feel like they're, you know, they're heading the right direction. You know, when when it comes to retention, it's about, uh, I would have you write this down, silly fun. You know, Floyd, my mentor, Floyd Wickman, taught me that. It's, it's, it's got to be wacky fun. So I worked at a real estate company, and we had the uh, prospecting. So we would do regularly scheduled weekly office meetings. And one of the things that was interesting at that company is they did not allow any negativity of any kind uh, during the office meeting or really at, at any time. So if somebody started to say, hey, I had a bad experience with, and they go, oh, oh, we're not doing that here. We're going to do that. We're going to do that somewhere else or maybe not at all. Who else has something that's positive and uplifting? To talk about? They would just shut them down. Uh, and then they would look for any opportunity to celebrate any kind of success. The smallest success would be over-the-top celebrated. And uh, so I remember one thing they did is they had the uh, – we called it the shoe leather award. So it was your – the person who scheduled the most listing appointments uh, by door knocking, cold calling, and they took this old worn out shoe, like a like a man's shoe with a, a hole worn through the bottom. And um, women's shoes never get holes worn through the bottom, do they? They never keep <laughs> shoes long enough to do that. I don't think the fashions hold up. Long they have enough. like you know, guys. Like I, I don't know about you, but I have shoes that are from the nineteen. 19- 40s or something, right? Keep them. They'll we eventually just, come back in style. Yeah, until they lose the properties of matter, like a dandelion, you know, you blow on it and it goes away. We'll keep it. I have underwear like that. But uh, but it has a hole in the bottom and then they spray paint it. It was a Century 21 company, but they spray painted it gold. So it was the color of a trophy. And then people would actually kill to get that on their desk for the week. You know, it was just funny. And so just just crazy stuff like that. Or if anybody had uh, a funny, you know, some, some, some experiences are not great, but they're funny. They would, they would tell, get up and tell their wacky story, and they would have some other award for that. Um, but and just look for any, or you're celebrating a birthday, if it's somebody's birthday, if, somebody, if it's somebody's wedding anniversary, if it's 
their first listing ever, their first year in the business, their anniversary with that company, anything. Just look for any, you know, just write down on three by five cards all the possible awards or things to celebrate that you could do. Uh, okay. First listing at the highest, you know, if they charge 7% for the first time or the, you know, anything, just anything like that. Uh, learn my lesson. I should never do it again. Like listing land, you know, anything, anything <laughs> like that. So if anybody does something crazy that they would never do it again, and it's a funny story, have them get up and tell that if they referred business to another agent and that agent did a great job in, in, in company referral, um, or if somebody from another company referred business to you and you did a great job, any, anything like that. And that's that's okay. what keeps people. And then, you know, we always had get togethers and any excuse to have a party and hang out with the team. And it's, you know, when you're so you have 32 agents, it's easy to do that. Now, how many of your agents are part time currently? Do you know? Um, maybe about half. OK, so if you had a get together for an office meeting at uh, 9 a.m. in the morning, would would you think half of them would show up? Roughly, yes. I yeah. people so to that's about it, 15 people. So that's good. So, And then at the office meeting, you want to think, what are the elements of a successful office meeting? So no negativity. You can write that down. Any kind of success stories. An old shoe. Old shoe. <laughs> right here in our shoe. Then um, the oh the other thing that we used to do we would throw out the oh payday candy bars when when somebody had a payday they earned a commission they would throw out a payday candy bar if somebody did nice something nice for somebody uh, or something good that helps the company somebody's pitching in you know uh, or they help their client. You know, they help their client move. You know, on moving day, they showed up and helped unload the truck or something like that. We would throw out these uh, candy bars called kudos bars. They'd get a kudos. So just, you know, just just stuff like that. Anything, anything like that. Um, and then, you know, if somebody has a – sometimes people have tragedies in their life. Uh, you know, I remember my mother passed away. And uh, or my father passed away. So, you know, it's sad. You know, it was a bummer. And uh, I remember this lady who I didn't really know came to the funeral, you know, from my office. And I thought and I and a bunch of people from the company came, but I, I didn't know her that well. And I thought that that's really cool that that she showed up, you know, so she. She, and then she ends up later becoming my partner in real estate. Uh, you know, didn't see that coming. So any anything, anything where the where you're, it's a team, we're all in it together. It's a family uh, that keeps people from leaving. So when you're recruiting agents, it's good to think about this on the reverse side. By the way, if any of the stuff that we talk about here on the podcast makes sense to any of you out there, and you happen to be 
earning less selling real estate than you wish you were or recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were if you're an owner and you're open to the idea of having some help with that. If you'd like to learn more, you can always call me anytime at 480-385-8810. And that is my cell phone. I will answer or call you right back. And we'll just see if you and what you're trying to do uh, and what we do at Fearless Agent, if it would be a good fit. So it's 480-385-8810. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I know what it was. One thing you can do is show one of my videos or two, the short ones, and then discuss that at the at the office meeting. So you want to have a focus on work. So at the company that I worked for that was one of the most successful ones, you would go into that office and it was a kind of a crappy strip mall and it was just cubicles very few private offices, and but every cubicle had somebody in it and work was getting done. And I remember walking into that office for the first time going, I've never been in a real estate office like this. Everybody is working. So they promoted prospecting. You know, if you weren't, if you weren't on the phone prospecting, then you should be holding an open house. And if you're not on the phone prospecting or holding an open house, you better be at a listing appointment or a buyer appointment or an investor appointment. And if you're not doing those things, what are you doing? And then all of the office meetings were mandatory. So if you weren't at the office meeting, the owner would call you and say, hey, I noticed you weren't at the office meeting. Are you okay? Is everything all right? And they go, oh, oh, yeah, we'll say, well, next, you know, if you didn't have a really great excuse, he goes, I want to make sure you're at the, at the next office meeting. And everybody showed up to every office meeting. So that was a priority. And that, that keeps people from leaving. Oh, I, now I remember what I was going to say. I finally, finally remember. How old am I? <laughs> no comment. Oh, my gosh. You don't look a day over 35. I can hide my own Easter eggs now. That's how old I am. So I... Um, when, you, when you're recruiting an agent from a company, uh, selling them on joining your company actually is pretty easy. The tough sell is to get them to leave their friends from the company they're leaving. That really is the tough thing. So keep that in mind. It's going to be much harder for somebody to recruit your agents away if you have that camaraderie and these are my, you know, all my best friends were at that company because I always saw them every day because they were in the office all the time. And every week I saw every one of them. So every agent was at every office meeting and you just get to know people and pretty soon you're not going to leave just because of that. So I had, you know, my, when my partner and I were the top producing team for Century 21 in the whole state of Arizona, people were constantly recruiting us and I'd go meet with them. You know, I thought, oh, it's flattering. We'll go meet with them. And then I would meet with them and, you know, every once in a while, my partner would go, maybe maybe we should think about uh, changing companies. I, and I would always say, I'll tell you what, a year from today, we'll call that person who was trying to recruit us back. And if that person is still at that company, then we'll consider it. One year later, none of those people were still at the company that was trying to recruit us, telling us how that's the only company in the whole world that's great. So... Um, you know, we we weren't literally we were not recruitable. We loved our broker, and we were making plenty of money. 
So the people that are recruitable for you are people who love their broker and they're earning less selling real estate than they wish they were. Those people are recruitable. Maybe not by you, but they're recruitable by somebody. And the people who are uh, making plenty of money and they're temporarily upset with their broker, obviously those people are recruitable. Uh, Then there's people who are both not thrilled with their broker and not earning enough money. They're obviously recruitable. So the only people that are not recruitable are the people who were like me. I loved my broker and I was making plenty of money. I mean, why would I change? You know, if it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So that's that's a that's a very small group of people. So if you get on the phone and you schedule five recruiting appointments a week, probably two of them are going to cancel. You'll meet with three and you'll recruit one. And uh, and if you do that, um, you know, I, I met with some guys in Nashville and they are uh, they have recruited one agent a week since I met with them. Since they opened their business from scratch, they had no agents and they just started from scratch. So we, I was, met with them and did what I did for you, and we sat in a, in a, um, in the National Biscuit House, National, no, no, Nashville Biscuit Company is the name of the place. Best biscuits and gravy. Is this another shameless plug for biscuits and gravy? <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, anything's good with gravy on it, right? Even Absolutely. that shoe, we could put gravy on the shoe. So and a kudos and a kudos bar. So they they uh, they started their business from scratch and they've recruited an agent a week and uh, so that's how it's done. So your challenge is to uh, and they have he has a, they have partners. There's really three partners and one of them has the full time job of recruiting. One of them is out there still selling real estate. He'll transition to recruiting, uh, and then they have uh, the other female partner is. Uh, doing every other thing right now so so you you need help um so i think maybe an assistant full-time licensed assistant would probably be the next step for you brandon does that sound right yeah love to learn more about how and when to do that i think now i think it's time so here's what i would recommend find somebody that is full-time you could recruit this person or they're already in your company so they'd have to be full time. What is it, what is your average sales price for you? Around two twenty. Two twenty. Now you're going to have to get this person before they hear this podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do secret stuff right here. So two twenty is your average sales price. So everybody out there that doesn't have an assistant, write down your average sales price. Uh, you take all your listings now at seven percent and keep four. Is that true? Uh, since I met you, yes. Okay. So that's eight thousand, roughly eighty-eight hundred. It's about nine thousand, roughly. So we'll do nine thousand. So nine thousand, and if you do forty of those, which you will, that's three hundred and sixty thousand. So let's pretend you are going to pay somebody a salary, which you are not. There are no salaries in real estate. This is commission sales. So let's pretend you were going to pay somebody a salary. Now, this person has to be an executive assistant, very on the ball, to, to, to hire somebody on a salary job. That, they got to be like that, full-time, willing to work any amount of hours necessary, do whatever it takes. 
What would you have to pay somebody like that in Greenville, South Carolina, do you think? From 35? Uh, I think it's more than that. They'd have to be licensed real estate agent. I think it would be more than that. So I'm going to okay. I'm going to say 50. Okay? Okay. So 50,000 is what percent of 360,000? Is that math we're doing? We are doing math on the air. Nothing Fantastic. ices the crowd like doing math on radio. God, we never never tire of that. So it's it's about 15%. So what I would do is pay your assistant who can also help you with the admin stuff at your office and your deals, 15%, let's put it this way, no less than 15% of the gross closed commissions on every deal you do, okay? Okay. And they have to be full-time, licensed, uh, not somebody new. They have to know how to do everything. They have to know how to hang lockboxes, take listings, write offers, negotiate offers, every single thing. Except the recruiting stuff, which they could, you could teach them how to do that too. Or I could. So, so between 15 and 20% for your average sales price is about right. It wouldn't be more okay. than 20 and it wouldn't be, I don't think it could be less than 15. And that way, when your production goes down, uh, you, and then you could pay them a percentage of the company dollar when you get out of selling real estate, you could switch that to they get paid a certain percentage of the company dollar and then they could be a recruiter for you too and get paid that way just so they don't take a cut and pay. Because you're hoping that your production goes down so that your recruiting efforts go up so you'd have to come up with a plan how much they get paid on the recruits and how much they get paid as a percentage on the deals you do so that evens out. Yeah, I've already tried to start taking a big step back on working with uh, clients to start focusing more on recruiting myself. Yeah, if you did no paperwork of any kind, that's the first step. That'd be their first job. But they would have to be a full-time licensed agent that's earning less than fifty grand. And then if they take listings, uh, you're not going to try to get in their pocket. That would be at the normal split, obviously. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Brandon, we're out of time. Did you have fun here at the big show? Well, that is it. That's if somebody was to be on it. If somebody was thinking about having a fearless agent recruiting um, coaching for their company or their office if they're an owner, what would you recommend to them? Yeah, I recommend them give you a call. Like I said, it gave me uh, a solid game plan. I know what I'm doing every time. I know how to do it. It's just a matter of, of doing it now. It took a lot of the thought process out. Just now you got to work. Now we want people to call you if they're referring agents or deals to you brandon marin he's in the he's he is the home link team in greenville south carolina and spartanburg is that the other town nearby yes sir so greenville spartanburg metroplex you can call brandon toll free day or night at 864-735-7045 if you're an agent in greenville or spartanburg and you happen to be earning less than you wish you were 
please give Brandon a call. I know he can help you. I know if you joined his company, he would he would absolutely uh, do a fantastic job for you. And once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can always call me directly at 480-385-8810. Please do go on to iTunes and give us a five-star review of this podcast. And until next week, do what we always do. We always do three things. Have fun, be humble, and above all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Oh,